So hi, Nick. Hi for me again. Um, I'm here uh, with uh, Dr. Leo Anthony Sally. Uh, Dr. Sally is an internist and intensivist and an infectious disease specialist who has practiced medicine in three continents, uh, giving him broad perspectives in healthcare delivery. Uh, Dr. Sally has uh, two master's degrees, one in biomedical informatics from MIT and one in public health um, from Harvard University. Good afternoon, Dr. Sally. Good afternoon. Uh, so uh, let's start by uh, giving us uh, a few more info about yourself and uh, what brought you to the point of, of doing this study on e-health for resource limited settings. Sure. Um, I'm a practicing clinician. I work in the intensive care unit in one of the hospitals in Boston about one week out of the month, but the rest of my time is spent at MIT. I have two major areas of research. The first one is on global health informatics. We partner with organizations from low and middle income countries and designing uh, health information systems to improve quality of care. And the other research involves um, secondary use of health data. So whatever data is collected in the course of the care of the patient is being analyzed so that we continuously learn from our experience. We could continuously try to improve the way we deliver care by looking at the outcomes of the treatments that we are offering the patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our audience um, is not necessarily familiar with uh, many of the issues of, of e-health and uh, applications thereof. So uh, could you give us a brief overview of your project uh, as well as a uh, I mean, a brief description. I mean, why did you do that at the end of the day? So what we're doing is leveraging really the ubiquity of cell phones. We are trying to reach populations that are normally marginalized in terms of the reach of healthcare. The rural populations in Brazil, uh, slum areas in, in, uh, in, uh, Kenya. And what we're trying to do is to, um, provide to them uh, care normally received in um, hospitals that are found in uh, in the cities. Most of the time, they are not able to access this care because they live hours away, and um, trying to get this care would involve giving up a day of income. Mm-hmm. But we quickly realized, too, that providing access does not necessarily improve their outcomes. Uh, plugging cell phones into the hands of healthcare workers giving them laptops and computers, if you're dealing with very weak healthcare infrastructure, it doesn't really achieve anything. So we've decided to almost start from scratch. Mm-hmm. What we're doing too is we design with our partners the information system that we want. We don't do the we don't design the complete package and give it to them. What we do is what we refer to as capacity building. We teach everything we learn at Harvard and MIT to our partners. And what we are expecting them to do is to um, participate and contribute to the uh, to the project. So this means that they will actually look for their own funding. This increases their accountability for the success of the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also means that they're not just mere sources of um, specifications and, and requirements and feedback that they themselves are designing the system uh, at a high level. And it's not a one-way um, transfer of information. It's not just us teaching them. We learn so much from our partners in terms of 
what are the barriers um, in the implementation and scaling of uh, technology in the developing world. Uh, mm-hmm. We learn from them um, really the, the benefits and the impact of what we're trying to do in terms of the introduction of technology. Mm-hmm. So if I understand correctly, you're saying that um, uh, getting actual insights, more detailed and actionable uh, insights and data from the patients was um, far more important than just providing some sort of, of uh, healthcare to them, right? It's, it helped you to fine-tune and much better target, uh, let's say, the, 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 the offering, the proposition, if you want. So the collection of data really allows us to continuously assess the quality of the care that we are giving them. Uh, this was not possible when everything is put on paper and mm-hmm. those paper records are just stored somewhere. There is no good mechanism of quality assurance. And there's also not a whole lot of learning that could uh, take place if uh, that system is allowed to continue. Uh, the electronic capture of the process of care really allows us to build this, what we refer to as a learning system. Mm-hmm. And everyone is contributing to uh, this learning system and, and benefiting from it. What were the main challenges that you faced when you tried to do this exercise? The biggest challenge, I think, is the difficulty with bringing together the different stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Um, what we realize is the most important ingredient to the success of the project that we uh, engage in is a collaboration among the different disciplines um, that need to work together. And this would include the healthcare providers, the, um, the informaticians, the information technology engineers, uh, the managers. Um, for the longest time, there are silos in between them, and it's difficult for them to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. But design thinking is all about bringing all the, uh, the, the players, uh, the, the members of the team together and, and, and designing the solution from the very start. Um, you, you don't try to build a, uh, a product and then push it to the end users only at the start of the pilot trial because you are bound to, to, to fail. They need to be involved with the actual development of the product. Um, and I see that as a very common uh, problem um, as I listen to a lot of the talks today too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like they don't go to the to, to the point of care where the where the care is being delivered, they're designing this in isolation from where the needs are, and I think that is a a, a good um, reason for a project to, to to fail even from the very mm-hmm, start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's actually, I believe it put you in a in a unique position where you could um, do a build, measure, learn, lean startup terms <laughs> uh, on an e-health, uh, any healthcare-related project, which is, uh, my understanding is that that would be, ev- I dare say, impossible in, in a developed country, right? Yes, and, and that, I think, differentiates us from all the previous approach where uh, the donor country would go there and start pushing their own project. What we do is we partner, really, with people on the ground. They are mm-hmm. more familiar with the issues at hand, um, they, they are the ones who are more likely to come up with solutions that are sustainable and scalable, that are uh, very much aware of the social uh, and cultural aspect of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, geniuses are, are everywhere. Um, 
we 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 work with uh, engineers from Colombia, from from uh, from from Uganda, and the the solutions that they come up with are really the the ones that are uh, ending up to be more successful than the ones that we try to incubate back in mm-hmm, Boston. Mm-hmm. So what we do is more of a consultative role. Uh, we try to give them all the tools that they need. We support them with their uh, innovations. And uh, this partnership really are the ones that have produced all the different projects that we have now in uh, probably a dozen countries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I read uh, w- when I was going through your uh, project description, I, I, I saw that you were using, uh, you say that you also try to um, use open source platforms and use and produce and, and use innovative uh, solutions. So how easy was that i mean were there again any any challenges there when i mean the the two phrases like e-health and open source platform don't sound very compatible to me that's that's where i'm asking it's easier to do in a resource poor setting in a in a low and middle income country when there are less people who are trying to protect their interest Mm -hmm. um it it they, they already have something to start with that the people could customize uh, according to the need they want to address. Um, obviously, it's going to be difficult to do that with a proprietary software. They will not be allowed to customize or to adopt it according to whatever application that they need to, um, to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was really a big advantage for us. And with an open source community, there's also a lot of helping each other. Uh, whatever um, solution or whatever customization that has been done with a group, for example, in South America could easily be built upon by another group in Africa who are wanting to do the same application. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is completely not possible when you're, ha- when you're, when you're working with an off-the-shelf uh, sure. software. So uh, in terms of um, either learnings from the data that you gathered, learnings from the process, uh, methodologies, platforms. Uh, do you think that any of the value, uh, any, any of the value in any of those um, sections can be transferred somehow uh, and, and, and be used in, uh, in the efforts that are currently in place in developed countries? Well, what would be the what would be the criteria, if you want, or the obstacles in order to do that? I mean, we have really just begun this mm-hmm. process of uh, trying to analyze the data that we're collecting. Um, to be able to do that, you have to be able to integrate data coming from different sources, um, and you you should be able to link both clinical data as well as data coming from other sources. I think we will learn that there is a lot of benefit to be gained by uh, bringing these data sources together. Um, we know that that's more challenging here in in the developed world, where there is no where there is paranoia in terms of opening your API because mm-hmm. of fear that um, someone might steal some of your intellectual property. But once they see that the benefit to in terms of public good would outweigh the risk, then maybe uh, we will be more open with data sharing. It is already happening. There's a big movement now in in, in the United States, in Western Europe, about open data sharing um, that is really sweeping healthcare. And I think we are just beginning to see the changes that are 
transforming uh, uh, medicine as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're moving towards uh, that era where um, data will be available for uh, different groups to analyze and co constantly improve in the way we deliver care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this was uh, Dr. Leo Sally from uh, the MIT and Harvard Medical School. Uh, Leo, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Uh, very informational uh, interview. This is George Vulgaris for TechTalkCentral.com. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitter hashtag TTCWeb.